Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you had the Bengals in the under. Huh? All right. I'm going to make you really, really sad. You ready? You ready to be really, really sad? Ramos is too happy right now, right? He just had a really yummy chicken patty left over from last night or something, right? His team won the Super Bowl. I mean, he's he's having himself a good day. You want, can I can I make you? I guess maybe it's not sad for Ramos because his team won his last game. We're not going to have any football games that anybody actually cares about until the end of August. <laughs> that make you sad? Like, oh man, right? You're gonna be you're gonna be tuning in on TV and like, where's the? And I know there's the USFL starting, but come on, how many times do we have to see it before we go? Okay, I know these names; they're fine. Real football that people actually care about the results of the games. We have uh, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Seven months away. Six and a half or so. That's a long, long time. Long time. Um, I got a lot to get to here. And there's still, still some stuff on the cutting room floor. There's the Chris Mortensen report on Kyler Murray. There's the... Uh, the game itself, like, like, look, what jumps out at you about that game? Byer said it earlier today, and I think he's kind of right, which is there wasn't a lot to that football game. I, I thought there were some opportunities there where the Bengals, you know, the, the Bengals get a stop, you know, on the, the Rams first possession, but then they can't do anything with it. It was 14 to three, and it felt like it was going to get away from the Bengals, didn't it? Until OBJ tours ACL, which is what was reported today. What's interesting about OBJ tearing his knee up and, and people talking about that, that, that field turf is that they've dolled up the field turf and it looks better and feels better than the old turf. But all the numbers tell you that I think it's like 13% more injuries on field turf as opposed to on grass. I don't know if he would have blown out his knee if he was on grass, but he did blow out his knee on turf. We also don't know if, if it was, you know, if they, what they used, if the, like a cadaver failed, most times they used the patella tendon to, for athletes to redo their knee. But, but it, was it just a failure of the, the, the graph or was it a whole new injury because of the stress put on the knee because he was playing on turf? But I would say like, look, we saw, Almost a, a we saw the re, reemergence and resurgence of Odell Beckham Jr. And then I don't think it's the end of his career, but boy, it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like after two ACLs on the same knee. And we probably won't see him till we might see him early start start of next year. It's not crazy, but the more like the likelihood is you won't see him until four weeks into the season. And maybe it's with the Rams or maybe not. Yes, John Ramos. So uh, unlike Cam Akers, who 
did kind of the same thing, right? Didn't he tear his ACL? Um, you're saying because of Odell Beckham, his, he's older. There's a different mentality of like Cam Akers, like I'm getting back. I'm my first one. I'm I want to get back. And Odell Beckham's more like I'll get back, but it may not be as quick as Cam Akers. It might take a lot longer than that. It's just not the same mentality of trying to get back from such an, an injury like that. Um, yeah, I would say. I don't think it has anything to do with mentality. I think it's that he tore the same knee twice in 16 months. And the reality to it is that the likelihood of hurting that knee again, and there's when you tear a knee, um, one, it, it does take a lot of energy on the rehab. That That's part of it. But you get scar tissue. There's other things that kind of go with it. You get atrophy with your with your muscles, the rest of your muscles in your leg, because you can't use them while you're, you know, the first couple weeks of rehabbing and, it, it, the strengthening is different. Um, but uh, the more times you go in there to fix something, the more stuff is going to go wrong and have to be rehabbed. That That's really what it comes comes, comes down to. And just for clarification, Cam Akers ruptured his Achilles. Achilles so it wasn't yes. a torn ACL, but, right. which may have been worse. But it, it may have been worse, but if Cam Akers re-tore his Achilles, right, then they'd say, all right, he's got, a, he's got an Achilles problem. Otherwise, it's just one torn yep. Achilles tendon. So... Um, Okay, we have the. Do you guys? What do you think is is a bigger story? I think the the Kyler Murray thing is bigger than the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Can, can I just let me just do this on the Brian Flores deal because we've been ahead of it before anybody else. Brian Brian Flores has added the Texans to the mix of teams that he's suing for racially racial discriminatory hiring practices, right? Now, again, I don't know what the reality is of of the 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 new owner of the Texans who's the son of the old owner of the Texans. I don't know. I know what people like to say. I don't know what the reality of it is. But I find it really, really hard to go. Yeah, they, they had a black head coach. They fired the black head coach, probably to hire Brian Flores. And this is probably part of his suit. It was like, they wanted to hire Brian Flores. And as I told you, that most people in the league thought that was a done deal. Until it wasn't. And they're like, get me Lovey Smith. So, wait, you had a they had a black channel manager, Rick Smith, for like a decade. Then you just fired one. You hired and fired one black head coach. Now you hired another one. And you have racially discriminatory practices in hiring coaches. That one... Jay Stu, I don't know a ton legally, but that does not seem like a strong case. No, it doesn't. And I find it also peculiar, unless you guys know different, that there haven't been a whole lot of people lining up to join this this class action lawsuit. Um, I think just like reality, people want to preserve their careers and they don't want to put themselves out there like this guy. And also, I do think that it's relevant. Don't you think, Doug, that... NFL media, I mean, Rappaport had that story today. And I don't know if NFL media has that story on the day after the Super Bowl, unless there's something to the Stephen Ross payoff or the uh, uh, tanking with money. There, there must be some evidence or else. I don't know if they go with that story. Mm, wouldn't the evidence be in the story? Maybe. Or they know it's coming. I don't know. Something just doesn't quite ring, ring right with me on that one. What do you think, Byer? As we look, we look at that because I, I think, again, I mean, the idea that, that a team wanted to lose games is the, like the least surprising story ever. 
even if he and if he said, hey, like, I, you know, we want to get the number one pick. Right. If he offered him money, if there's a speci- if there's an actual recording of or email of him offering one hundred thousand dollars, that's different. That's different. Yeah. I mean, I, I've told you in, in regards to the tanking. I don't blame any team who tries to better their situation. I blame the league for the format that they set it up that allows tanking. Now, I know that like so so while it, while people think that this is the integrity of of the game, I just I don't believe that. And if that was Stephen Ross's way of trying to get the first overall pick, that to me isn't a Stephen Ross problem. That is an NFL problem. Um, so I just I, I don't buy into all of that. So it's tough for me to go into the integrity portion of it when I just think that your system encourages teams to lose at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, and it, it goes counter obviously to so much other stuff and yeah. and all the gambling and all the other, you know. Um, the whole thing is fascinating. I just look if you're hiring somebody. I mean, I, I again, I don't. I I think that imagine yourself as an owner. Like, and and I've said this many times. This is where the idea of racism. I just and and I believe it's because I know I'm not a racist. <laughs> it's it. These are are multi billion dollar corporations. So you mean to tell me that the working the the marching orders for a coach in this situation the marching orders are to win games win as many the more we win the more we all make money the better I look the better the games the better the parties you know and the so you mean to tell me that they want you to win? And again, I know Brian Flores were saying they didn't want you to win first year. But the truth is that you brought in Brian Flores because ultimately you thought he could be the new Belichick. And that's what you thought. He has what he thought as well. But you're going to go, hey, what's the best way to win? We've got to hire Brian Flores. Wait, is Brian Flores black? Okay, I don't want to hire him. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I just struggle with that. And you have to think now, if you're an owner of an NFL team, because the way that the owners look at it is, hold on, Stephen Ross hired an all-black front office, hired a black head coach, um, has even diversity at the quarterback position, like Tua Tagovailoa is Samoan, right? He's Polynesian from Hawaii. And because he decided to make a coaching change, the former head coach is going to try and get his get him to have to make his sell his team. That's how it goes over. So you're another owner for a team. You're like, I'm not hiring that dude. Again, it's not what happens when you get hired. It's what happens if things go bad and they get fired. And it has nothing to do with color of skin. It simply has to do with if you're going to sue people who either used to employ you or thought about employing you. Why would I employ you when I don't have to? No, thanks. No, thanks. So that that lawsuit seems all over the place, all over the map. So I'm going to disagree with you, um, Jason Stewart, in regards to uh, Ian Rapport wouldn't put that out there unless they had evidence. If there was some hard evidence that Ian Rapport had in regards to uh, Ross offering up money for him to lose games, I would hope it's either if if he's seen it, it would be lightly or loosely reported within his report. 
again, doesn't mean it doesn't exist and that they're not sitting on it and that's their their smoking gun. I don't even know if that caused them to lose team. Remember, you have to read the word. The word that everybody's using, which is that safety valve word, is could. Right? Shamavay could retire. Aaron Donald's considering retiring. The NFL could take the team from Ross if there's some information or some data or something provided that shows unequivocally he did offer. Could. Could is not will. Will is will. If the report is, hey, expectations are the NFL is going to make Stephen Ross sell his team because of uh, because he he offered Brian Flores $100,000. That's there's a smoking gun out there and he knows it. But could doesn't mean will. Yeah, it could. That's like when you get charged with a crime and you're like, well, you could spend up to 10 years in jail. Like, yeah, or it could be a misdemeanor and I could write a ticket. Then there's the weird story with Kyler Murray. I want to get to that upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. T.J. Hushmanzada joins us, former Pro Bowl wide receiver and a co-host of Up On Game, which airs Saturdays noon to 2 Eastern time on Fox Sports Radio. Hush, let, let, let's start. Um, let's start with... The first half of the game, it did feel like before OBJ got hurt, that was trending towards a blowout. On the other hand, we've seen this before with Cincinnati getting behind early. What were your thoughts on how the game looked before OBJ got hurt? The Rams were the Rams were moving the ball fairly easy. But I, I wasn't so concerned because the Bengals have been, and they've shown this consistently, they're a team that can make adjustments. They're a team that has made adjustments, and they kind of adjust to what you're doing. And I wouldn't say they shut you down, but they slow you down. But OBJ going out for sure had a difference in that game because at the rate that he was playing and the energy he was playing with, it looked like it was going to be a long game, at least for the Bengals. Um, how hard is that going to be for him to come back from his second ACL, same knee? That That's tough, Doug, because – when that happens, number one, it's the same knee. You're going to be a free agent, and it happens in February. It's almost this entire season, upcoming season. And so it sucks to – you finally get a chance to play in a Super Bowl. You kind of resurrected yourself, and people thought you couldn't play, and they realized, oh, it was a situation you're in for him. He'll come back from it, but it's going to be tough. Okay, so he goes down, and the game game seemed to change. Um, I mean, there's to, to me the plays that decided the game. First, how do you, how could Cincinnati let the ball go to Cooper Cup when Cooper Cup was pretty much their only option? I have no idea because you saw when OBJ went out, Stafford did try to get the ball to other guys, and those other guys just couldn't get it done. The timing, he just didn't he didn't trust it after that interception. He was like, you know what, I'm going to just get the ball to 10, and if they shut him down, I'm in trouble. And the no-look pass, I just thought, like, Von Bell, you have a guy right there on the tight end. That's a snag route. They want you to jump underneath route because somebody's coming behind you. That's football 101. Somebody in front, guaranteed, or somebody behind. But Stafford doing what Stafford does, he looked at the underneath route, 
and no look, Von Bell, and he jumped it. Even even on the uh, game-winning touch, and I'll be honest, Eli Apple, I'm putting a Wouzier on Cup. I'm not putting Eli Apple on Cup. It, it happens. I, I thought towards the end of the game, the refs played more of a part than they should have. You've let the guys play the entire game, and then at the end of the game, you want to start calling flags that were very, very questionable. You don't call the false start. You call the holding. I just thought they played a part in the game when they've been letting the players play the entire game. Couldn't agree with you more. All you ever want as a player is consistency, right? And consistently, they were, consistently, they were just letting everybody play, right? They weren't. They were just letting everybody play. And now all of a sudden, you're going to call some uh, some some jersey tugs and some pis and holds. That was that was the opposite of consistency. I mean, when you, you go back to, I believe it was 31 seconds left in the first quarter when uh, Joe Burrow threw that post route to T. Higgins. Ramsey grabbed his jersey for a good three, four yards. They they let it go. He's like, okay, this is how the game's going to be called. You know, he was um, illegal contact with Jamar Chase, hitting him 12, 10 to 12 yards down the field. And that's fine. If that's how we're going to play, perfectly fine. And then the last minute and a half of the game, you changed the way – you ref the game the entire time, which I thought was suspect. But you know, it is what it is. You you cry, you you know, you sing the blues when you lose, you grin when you win. But I just felt like just let the guys play, let them decide the game, not you. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Who would have been your MVP if you were voting? Oh, one hundred percent, Aaron Donald, because I felt like he was the single most important reason the Rams won. Like, if Aaron Donald is not getting pressure on Joe Burrow, the Bengals win that game. Like, he, Aaron Donald defensively took over that game. Go back to the last play of the game. I'm sure you've seen a clip of it. Jamar Chase is wide open for a touchdown. Wide open. If Aaron Donald doesn't beat his guy as fast as he did, uh, the Bengals win that game with a walk-off touchdown because um, Ramsey had fallen down. Yeah, I, I believe Aaron Donald should have been the MVP, but you can't complain with Cup getting it with the season he had, OBJ going out of the game. You know they're going to go to him, and, and he did what he did uh, that last drive. Um, how likely are the Bengals to be back at this level? I truly believe uh, the Bengals surprised everybody. 2-14, two years ago, what other sport – Basketball, baseball, can a team be 2-14, first pick of the draft, and be in the Super Bowl two years later? You, you just don't see it in other sports. You don't see it. And so this is the start of something great. It, it's not a flash-in-the-pan type of thing, at least not in my opinion. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you think – like the Aaron Donald retiring thing, that feels like I just want a new contract, isn't it? Aaron Donald is looking at these contracts and what T.J. Wattage has been paid, and Aaron Donald is saying, you know what, uh, I might be underpaid here. I just don't see – he just finished his eighth year. He's still the best defensive player in the league. I just don't – I don't see how he retires. I really don't. But if they don't want him to retire, don't tell me you want me. Show me you want me, and you show me with the money – if I'm the Rams, there's no way you can let him retire. There's no way. Figure it out. Um, oh, we don't have to figure it out. And if they figure it out, Aaron Donald will be there. Okay. What, uh, what about the Kyler Murray situation where 
Uh, he thinks he's being made out to be the scapegoat for them losing and looking bad in the playoffs in the year. They think he's immature. He unfollows them on social media. What do you do if you're the Cardinals? <laughs> Would you say that's immature yourself when you when you do stuff like that? Like, yes. Dude, you're yes. the quarterback of the team, Kyler. Like, come on, bro. Like, when you even even if there's nothing wrong, there's say there's absolutely nothing wrong. When you unfollow the team that you play for and you were once following them, everybody's going to say, oh, why did he do this? It's so immature. It makes zero sense. And it's like, bro, grow up. Like, you get a ton of credit. You've been to the Pro Bowl multiple times. When the Cardinals are doing well, you get a ton of credit. So when they do bad, if you take some of the blame, so what? Because you're probably getting too much credit than you deserve. And for sure, you're taking too much to blame. But it comes with the territory, and that's why the quarterbacks get the big bucks. If you can't take that, then it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, he got the blame. He was terrible. He was terrible against the Rams, you know. And I'm sure some of it's game planning and some of it's not having any, not having DeAndre Hopkins, but he was terrible. And people said he was terrible. They didn't say he is terrible, but he was terrible in that game. I mean, it happens. It happens. You know, you, you play some good games, you play some bad games. It happens. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, first he said like 17 years of great memories. It, it sounded like he was leaving. And then he talked about how much he loved playing for Matt LaFleur and how great their relationship is. What do you make of what Aaron Rodgers said at the NFL Awards presentation? You just, you just don't know what's going on, man. It's like he wants to stay. He doesn't want to stay. But the Packers are in a tough spot. When you look at the cap space that they have and the free agents that they're going to have and they probably need to give Aaron Rodgers a new deal, does he want to stay and be in that situation? I don't know. How can they be competitive? with the amount of free agents they have in the cap space. It's, I think for Aaron, if he's really looking at it, which I'm sure he is and he has, it's probably best that he goes somewhere else and the Packers are probably trying to paint a picture that, oh, we want him back. We know he's leaving so that when he leaves, we don't get too much of the blame. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. TJ Hushmanzada is uh, is our guest. Do you believe Tom Brady is retired? Retired? Man, when he when he retired, Doug, I was like, oh, he's done. Shocking, because he said he wanted to play till forty five, maybe till he was fifty. And then he comes out and says, uh, "Never say never." That kind of shook me up, and I thought. Brady wants to play. I can envision this. I can envision his hometown team, the 49ers. He grew up rooting for him. He grew up wanting to be a 49er. Trey Lance, you sit one more year, and Tom Brady sees what he can do. He sees, can I lead three teams to the Super Bowl and win? I can see that. Outside of that, I see him staying retired. But if he can get to the Niners... I can quite possibly see him coming out of retirement. Hmm, that would be amazing. Like there has been, there's been other talk of that. That would be super, super fascinating to see, right? Just fascinating to see is if Tom. I think once he's retired, he's not. He, I don't think he's Brett Favre hopping on a tractor in Hattiesburg. I think he'll be jet setting. I think it'll be different. But I, I could be, I could be very much wrong. Do you see a world in which Sean McVay walks away? No. Sean McVay's young, very young. 
a guy. Well, he's like, I want to spend more time with my family. Like, you don't have a family yet, dude. Like, when you have kids, he, like, he, I got he, you. You know, he wants to start a family, but the grind of football is long. What needs to happen, and really, I truly believe this. These coaches have to get out of this. Oh, I got to be up there at 5 o'clock and I got to leave at midnight. Yeah. Like, dude, the film is watching you. You're sitting there and you're watching film. And I guarantee late at night, if I, tell, if I ask you, what did you just watch? You'll have to rewind it because you you you're not paying attention. The film is actually watching some of these coaches. They've gotten so caught up in, oh, I got to do this, this, and this, and this every single week, every single day. That's not the case, dude. This is football. It's not that hard. People are going to run the same things. They're just going to get to it different ways. So, no, I don't see, a, I don't see anywhere that he retires at all. Um, okay. Halftime show, what would you think? I thought the halftime show was, uh, it was good. It was refreshing. It was different. You rarely do you see that type of halftime show in the NFL. Uh, making progress. Now, let's make progress, real progress, in everything uh, that pertains to football when it comes to minorities. Wait, you, you don't see what type of halftime show in the NFL? I mean, you, you just don't see a hip-hop type of show with Dr. Dre, Snoop, 50 Cent. You don't see that where it's just that type of show, all rap music type of stuff. You just don't see it. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I I they they've had they had the problem was they had the MTV produced one with Timberlake and Janet. How how long is? But that, that was that was Nelly Kid Rock, P Diddy. This is back in two thousand four, right? Usually it's twenty years removed. Twenty years removed from when you were successful is is what they generally do, don't they? Yeah, but when you say Kid Rock, like Kid Rock is not in that hip hop. No, no, I got you. I I understand. I understand. I mean, you get Death Row Records, like it's called Death Row. Re- you know, um, <laughs> I it, it's I thought it was really good. I but I but like you know you get younger people like wow, oh, it's for older people. These they don't have any new songs. Like okay, those are the people paying the bills. That's like what we always do. We always do people that were popular twenty years ago. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was good though, Doug. You know, you you can't please everybody. There's always going to be a section of people that say, oh, "I really like this," and a section of people that say, "Oh, why are they doing this?" You can't please everyone. I, I thought the show was good. Um, the NFL does a pretty good job of each year. They'll have something different. It's never the same thing, and so you can't complain because once again, you got a section of people that loved it, and you got a section of people that did not. Yeah, that probably means you you, you nailed it, right? That's, that's probably that's probably pretty much what it is. Yeah. <laughs> TJ Hushmanzad, a former Pro Bowl wide receiver, check him out on Up on Game. You can download the pod that is a podcast as well. TJ, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. All right, Doug, take care. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Barr, what do you got? Doug, we have heard from Kyler Murray, the quarterback taking to social media, and about 10, 15 minutes ago posted this statement. 
I play this game for the love of it. My teammates, everyone who has helped me get to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about, never has been, never will be. Anyone who has ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Love me or hate me, but I'm going to continue to grow and get better. The I love you hand emoji. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure I understand that one. Do you guys? <laughs> no, I don't. So, I'm happy so as hell. Does he want to be traded or not want to be traded? Well, I I don't think that I don't think he wants to be traded. I think he just doesn't want the flack that's given to him. And there's some 100%. interesting there's some interesting numbers about Kyler Murray this past season when the when the Cardinals had started the season. Remember, they were the last unbeaten's, right? And Kyler Murray actually was running the football less than he ever had. He comes back the second half of the season where the Cardinals falter and Kyler Murray's rushing numbers were actually higher when he was injured. He was running more often, had more yards. Right. Right. And so I don't know where it specifically lies, but from the sense that I'm getting is that Kyler Murray is not happy with maybe the amount of uh, attention he's getting as opposed to, say, Cliff Kingsbury or the coaching staff. Exactly. Uh, Glad okay. LeVar agrees. Right. I mean, okay. Man, like Cliff Kingsbury get plenty okay. of heat, too. Okay. You don't want the attention. Don't play quarterback. Okay. Or what was it Dan Hawkins said? Go play in a murals, brother. Okay. <laughs> Go play in a murals. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Maybe we get that drop, John. Go play intermurals. We'll Who was that by again? I'm sorry. Sophie B. Hawkins. <laughs> Dan Hawkins. <laughs> former Boise State and what Colorado head coach. All right, Doug. TV ratings for the Super Bowl on NBC yesterday will not be released until tomorrow. Actually, NBC Sports PR announcing that, you know, they want to make sure they get all the numbers, but Tuesday morning is when we will find out the ratings for Super Bowl 56. That's pretty cool. Is it? But why so long? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I like I'm wondering is the number low that they want to make sure that they get every single household and every single viewer that they can. Do they want to huh. spin mm. it with streaming and other opportunities? But huh. Okay. Do you think it will be a top five Super Bowl viewed? Mm. Five. Um, yes. Five. I do. All I right. Do. I don't that like it was close, and even though it wasn't two big names, it's like it felt normal. There's also big stars. Mm. I think the halftime show did okay. help to do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it will be. I think we'll, if it falls in line with everything else we've seen in sports, the only thing is there were no, you know, the Rams aren't the Cowboys, the Rams aren't the Packers, the Rams aren't the Steelers in terms of number of eyes on the television set. Face mask. The highest rated Super Bowl of all time, Super Bowl 49, Seahawks and Patriots. It's over, Jenny. 47.5 rating. Last year's Super Bowl, a 38.2 rating. It's with, Tampa. That's why, you know, it's Tampa. Nobody cares sure. about Tampa. Which was the lowest oh. since uh, a long time. So, or I should yeah, say the Seahawks. So, I, so will it be top five? No. Cincinnati will not help be top five. Yeah, It'll be yeah. very well rated. It'll be not yeah. be top five. Recent history, that, that Seahawks. I think there are some other ones that had higher ratings, but the number of, obviously people the more watch, yeah. people watched. Yeah. Uh, the most people watched that 
New England, Seattle one. Uh, 114 million uh, people watch that. Right. All right, Doug. In other news, let's jump to the NBA where James Harden's not going to make his debut for the Sixers this week out because of a strained hamstring. And he also gets out of the All-Star game. Does not have to play for Team LeBron as the All-Star game is in Cleveland. Jarrett Allen of the Cavs is taking Harden's spot on Team LeBron. With a growing injury. You mean the the Jared Allen who just got completely and utterly dunked on? Yes. (laughs) That one? Okay. Um, Do you think he's not playing because Barkley said he's healthy now because he got traded? I think that there, yeah, the whole hubbub of everything I think is a reason. I agree. Yeah, a reason why. Just better to not have to deal with it. What reception do you think LeBron gets at the All-Star game on Sunday? It's my question. Uh, standing O. Yeah, I think, championship there. Yeah, standing O. Yeah, I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be the. I think it'll be louder than Jared Allen's or Darius Garland's. I think La La Land. That uh, maybe there'll be different types of. No, I think it'll be the loudest honors. cheer, loudest cheer of anybody. I really believe that. Uh, maybe Giannis because he won the championship, and I. But I. I think it'll be LeBron will be the loudest. He's from Akron, won a championship there. He's. It's gonna be LeBron. Did you hear about the controversy at the uh, Winter Games, Doug? Fifteen-year-old uh, doping commenters, right? yeah, Russian figure skater Kamila Valiva was cleared to compete by the Court of Arbitration for Sport despite a failed drug test. They ruled that the fifteen-year-old should be allowed to compete as a protected person because she is a minor. If she medals, the uh, Olympic Committee, the IOC, says that they will not hold a medal ceremony. Uh, for her, so hundred percent some drama. I feel wait, like we have wait, wait, wait. Russian doping controversy Olympics. What year is this? Ah, uh, every year. Sweep the leg. <laughs> every year. Gonzaga number I'm one. I'm gonna speak for everybody. Nobody cares about the Winter Olympics. Just get it over with. Only tell us the American medal count, and even then, we'll pretend to care, and we don't care. I'll tell you what. Exactly. You think that that they're going the one way with monobob? They need to go the opposite. Ten-man bobsled. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Ten-bob. They need to do beer (laughs) bobsled. Beer bobsled. Everybody has to chug a beer, and then get in the bobsled, and then you go around once, and you get out, you chug a beer, and you get back in. That's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, we'll continue to react because we don't have any more football. Tomorrow on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.